Welcome to episode two of Bennett's Thoughts. It is wonderful to have you listening, whether you're listening in the morning time, whether you're listening in the noon time, or whether you're listening in the evening. It is great to have you on. I have you on board tonight. Uh, if you're listening tonight, thank you for your time and for allowing me to come. This episode. I want to share with you about something that interesting that has happened for me uh, in the last, I say the last two months or so, maybe a little less than that. So to give you some background, I have been a musician, a musician, um, really since I was a child, probably since I was like six or seven, I've been a musician of some sort. I grew up, grew up and played drums. I found buckets and uh, I forget what those things were called that my father used to have. Would have those and I would play the drums or play drum beats. And I grew up doing that. And it did that, you know, I did that for you know, a while and and eventually over time that led me to playing the drums at my home church. Um, I played for my home church and I actually before I played I was in the youth choir because you know back in that day, um, you know, we grew we were kind of a generation where your parents had you sing in the youth choir. You know, you didn't sing in the choir because you you know You've had a desire to sing. Now, some people did, but for some of us, it was more about, you know, you know, you're going you to sing this youth choir. And so I started in the youth choir um, around eight or nine or something like that. And then eventually started playing drums for my church. And I, all this is happening in my home church. Um, started playing for my home church, playing the drums, started kind of more like a fill-in. And then at some point became um, the main drummer. And... I did that for about three to four years. And then around 2003, I started to, either around 2003, 2004, I started to kind of have this desire for some reason to play on the keys. And it, it was one of those things that I don't know if it was ever intended for it to be that way, but uh, it ended up being that I started playing on the keys. And I just was exploring it. And um, my father had a had a tape player. It shows you, you know, how many years it was. My dad had a tape player and um, it was a tape of the LA Mass Choir. And the song was That's When You Bless Me. And um, I played, and I used to play, I used to like fake play on the piano with that song. Um, there was like a special chord that I found that was a, a G, I think it was a G minor seven or something like that, a G diminished seven or something like that. Um, or a G, whatever it was. The point is, I loved that chord. And eventually, over time, I started uh, dibbing and dabbing with the keys and learned, learned it for the most part, learned it on my own. And so around 2003, four, I started playing for a, a startup church um, in our area. And I was there for about a couple of years. Also, on top of that, started playing for this, uh, for this church um, that was in Burlington. Um, and I played with they had evening services. 
Uh, they met every Sunday evening. And I played for them uh, for a couple of years as well. And then that led me to eventually having the opportunity to play keys at my home church. Um, our church had went through some stuff. And um, the first Sunday that we came back, after all that stuff, it took place. I played and um, it was originally supposed to be another musician that played and they did play. But they eventually went on and started their own church and whatever. And I ended up taking on the position um, as, as the musician of the church that started out as a lead musician role, which meant I was in charge of the band. I did that from 2005 until about 2012. And then around 2012, I moved into the role of minister of music, still all at my home church at Elon, uh, at Elon Free Baptist Church, which is my home church. Um, so, so around 2012 to about 2017, I was the minister of music. And then from 2007 until uh, until June of 2019, I served as a director uh, of choirs, which was basically a my minister of music role, but um, it had a different kind of a different um, oversight. I kind of did uh, less direct stuff and more overseeing stuff. And so I've been a musician for most of my life. Music has been a part of me. Um, it's just been a it's just been a, it's just been a part of who I am and it still is a part of who I am. And so, you know, after my tenure at my home church uh, ended after 14 and a half years, after my tenure ended in June 2019, I, I took a break from music. I didn't really touch my keys. I didn't really practice. I didn't do anything of that sort. Um, and it was about a month or two ago, I started to get that itch again to play. Um, because I think when something's in you, it's always going to be in you. It's not going to end just because you don't have, because you're not active in it as much. Um, when something's in you, when something's a part of who you are, it's, it's going to always be in you. And I, I just started to have this itch uh, for playing and for learning again. Uh, because even though I wasn't directly involved in music ministry as I've been for really arguably for the last 20 plus years, um, there was still something about listening to singing, listening to choir music and wanting to deconstruct it and wanting to learn how to play it and, and all of that. And there was still that there. And and so I began around, like I said, around a couple of months ago, I began to start dabbing into it again. And I realized something that was very interesting to me. I realized that me playing music and taking time to practice and, and, and even every now and then, uh, I'm not, I don't really consider myself like, you know, the greatest singer in the world. I'm, I'm not one that will go on Instagram today and, you know, record myself singing and all of that. But, you know, I noticed that my playing, listening to music, singing with the music, it did something for me, yes, spiritually, but it also did something for me mentally. And I want to share a little bit about that today. And I want to really share with you uh, a little bit about my mental health journey and how it relates to music and all of that. Um, and so I wrote about it on my blog post. If you have not checked my blog post out, it is Bennett's, Bennett Wright's site, dot wordpress.com Bennett writes site 
www.wordpress.com. That is my blog. You are more than welcome to check it out. I wrote a post, I think last year or the year before last, I wrote it on my mental health journey. And so in 2000, I believe it was 2018, uh, in 2018, I was officially diagnosed with what is called generalized anxiety disorder. Generalized anxiety disorder, uh, which pretty much means that uh, every portion of my life has some level of worry to it. And so, you know, from so for, when you when you're diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, it's not that you have just the typical worries, you know, because everybody has, you know, typical worries, you know, you know, if something doesn't go right. You're going to worry if something, uh, you know, if there's an unexpected situation to come up that comes up, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to have worries. Uh, but what I but, but what I recognized and had to and concluded based on my you know what, what my therapist has said and just noticing my overall life pattern that I that that the worries that I had was not so much a every now and then thing it it has been a, a huge part of my life for a while. And so at the end of the day, like I said, 2018, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And so what I learned in that is that some of my behaviors, such as uh, perfectionism, people pleasing, those behaviors have its roots in this generalized anxiety disorder because there's worry about trying to make people happy. There's worry about approval. There's worry about things being perfect. And if it's not perfect, then that leads to more anxiety. And so what I realized is that, um, is that this was, this was, this was, a you know, this was a challenge that I had. And, um, I haven't been able to be in therapy in a while, um, because I have not, you know, I've been able to afford it, you know, but I did purchase some materials, um, you know, like last year, purchased some materials to kind of help me through. But I realized that my mental health has been like a, uh, how do I put it? It's like a roller coaster. It's like I've had moments where, 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 you know, I'm leveled and that, you know, I'm okay. And then I've had moments where I, I'm just, I'm going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But what I noticed is that as I started to get that itch again to play and that itch again to get into music, um, I noticed that it just calmed me, that, that the, the, the playing of the keys, listening to music, it just calmed me. Um, I've had moments where I've, I've been, um, you know, anxious and, uh, or, 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 I, or something has triggered me, and I'll come to my music, and that, and that just calms me. Um, because one of the things that I think is very important for us as adults is to know our triggers, is to know what makes us upset, what is leading us to be uh, to be angry, and then within that to find to know what are those what are those strategies that we can use to kind of help us. And there are many different relaxation techniques, and um, you know there's plenty of information online, and there's plenty of information that you could receive from a therapist. But what has helped me in terms of relaxation, in terms of being able to kind of, um, in, in terms of, kind of being able to kind of get back on track and do what I need to do, it has been 
music. It has been listening to songs, songs, you know, hearing a message in a song, um, hearing something that just uplifts your soul, um, you know, um, playing something that has a melody and, and it just does something. It just does something for me. And what's interesting is, is that I, 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 I met somebody, um, I think last year I met somebody and, you know, they've been through some different situations and, and, and some, and some very serious matters mentally. And one of the things that they said is that the therapist said that singing can kind of help them, you know, that singing can help them, you know, to, you know, to, uh, it's, it's a coping mechanism, um, when dealing, you know, when, when dealing with traumatic situations and whatnot. And, and when I thought about that, when I came back to my mind, I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to read one of the reasons why I would say that there are people who I believe are in the singing profession who, you know, they're singing. Yes, they're singing for survival. They're singing because it's their career. They're singing is because that's their means of living. But I believe there are people who are also singing. And I'm not just talking about in one domain. I'm talking about gospel, R&B, whatever. There are people who are singing and, and, and for them, it's, it's, it's like a release for them, it's 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 their way of coping with with the realities of life, um, with the pressures and the stressors of life. I think for some people, sports is the same. Now, sports is difficult, particularly when you're doing it at the highest level. Sports they, they are difficult to play because it's not just about like let's use basketball for example. Basketball is not just um, you know, bouncing a ball and shooting it, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do certain plays. You gotta remember play calls. You gotta remember, um, you know, you got, you gotta study the game. You gotta study the film. Football is the same way. I, and I would, you know, I, I would argue, obviously, football I think is harder than basketball. But football, you know, you gotta memorize. You gotta remember plays. You gotta remember routes and 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 and, and all of that stuff. And so, it's. It's difficult, but I but I think for some people playing sports is like an outlet. Music for many is an outlet, and so what I've con- what I've what I've came to the c- conclusion of is that particularly for my mental health, um, I think that music is is one of the things that that helps. Music is one of the things that just that just relaxes my mind and it calms my nerves down. You know, I mean, of course, it doesn't take away the realities of of what may be happening. You know, it doesn't solve all problems, but I think that it can give temporary um, relief for a stressed out mind, um, temporary relief for anxiousness or extreme anxiousness. Um, and the thing about it is, particularly if you're not doing it as a job or you're not doing it as a profession, you know, if you're singing, it ain't about, you know, it ain't about what key you're singing in. It, it ain't about you know, whether the notes line up, it's about just that melody. It's about expressing your heart. It's about that relief. You know, I love, I preach the sermon that you, that if you, if you know that when I have opportunities to preach, you know, it will be preached. I preach the message from Psalm 100 and it, and, and you know, and it talks about come before his presence, come before God's presence with singing. And one of the things I said in my sermon is, is that, you know, when we come before God's presence for singing, God's not looking at us to sing perfect notes and where everything's got to be precise. No, come before God's presence for singing your melody. 
And so if, if, if singing for you is a mental, is a, is a form of mental relief, it ain't about trying to sing perfect. It ain't about trying to get every note precise and accurate and detailed, but it's about that melody, letting that melody come from your heart. Because at the end of the day, I said, it, I kind of said this in my sermon, at the end of the day, it's better to have a pure heart. Um, and I'm going to say this for the Christian and then for, for those who are not Christians. For the Christian, it's better to have, you know, the heart of the Lord and saying it may not sound the best according to people than that than the sound so great and not have the heart of the Lord. You know, uh, for those who are not Christian, it's better to sing, you know, and and, and you're contributing to society and you're and, and you're a helpful person. You kind it's better to sing and be off key doing those things and have the greatest singing in the world and nasty to people and mean to people. And so what I realized is because one of the things that, that was challenging for me was knowing that 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 there's been a shift in terms of of, of, of my focus and, and a shift in terms of what God has placed in my heart. You know, you know, God has really placed the burden to help people. And that's really not just that just didn't start. That's been on my heart for years. You know, there's always been a burden in my heart. There's always been a burden to do other things and to minister to people in different ways. But one of the things that I realized is that I can, I can minister to people in other ways and still be at my core who I am, which is I'm a helper. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying every day to be a servant of Jesus Christ. And I'm also a musician. You know, music is one of those things. I, whether I do, whether I go professional whether I go professional or not, music is still in me. Music is still a part of who I am. And what I, what has helped me, particularly these last couple of months, in which you know I've dealt with a lot of some, some different things, what has really helped me has been music as an outlet. Music has been my outlet. Um, it it has helped me. It, it one of the things I'll say too, music has helped me in terms of my struggle with perfectionism. Because one thing about, about learning songs is, and this was the revelation that came to me as I was learning some of these songs, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so when you learn songs and you don't know them, you know, you're stabbing at it. And you may not get all the notes right, but you still do it. Like there are songs that I'm trying to learn right now that I've never really played, and I'm trying to learn them. And, you know, Every time I do it, I get better at it, you know, because I've listened to it several times. I know it. And so what what that's what that's helping me with is understanding, you know what? This is how life is. Life is about taking chances and trying. You will never know what you're capable of doing until you try. You never know um, what's out there until you try. And so me, you know, me learning songs and learning music has been something that has helped me, um, uh, with the struggle of perfectionism, because one of the, one of the struggles of perfectionism is believing that you can't do it until you're totally ready. And there are some songs that I've learned or that I'm learning right now that I wasn't ready to learn, you know, that I had never touched, you know, I had heard the song play. I've heard the song over the years, but I never tried to play it on the piano myself. And now I'm trying. I'm messing up, but I'm going after it every time. And it, and I'm telling you, it has been a huge help for me mentally. 
because it is it has reminded me that be bold in life. Be bold. Go after those things. Go after um, what you believe God is calling you to. Don't procrastinate. Don't don't feel like because it's not perfect that you can't do it. Give it your best shot. And so that's why I think music has been a huge help for me. It has been a huge coping mechanism. Um, again, it doesn't mean that problems are solved. It doesn't mean that that there are, that you don't have any issues. What it just means is that you just have a way of of coping. You know, because you know, we there's there's there there are there are there are good coping mechanisms or bad coping mechanisms. I think that the proper term in, in the in the in the therapy world is adaptive, which is good, and then maladaptive, which is not good. Um and you know and, and, and I have a tendency to use maladaptive or bad uh, coping mechanisms. And so I think that using having music as a coping mechanism to, to deal with some of the challenges that, that I go through mentally is is just so helpful. And you know, and I just want to say that I want to encourage you to find whatever outlet it is for you. For some of you, it may be video games. You know, for some of you, it may be playing sports. For many of you, many of you all have the same testimony and the same um, response that I have. For some of you, you sing. You know, you may sing in the shower, singing in the shower. And hey, that's a coping mechanism too. Because that's, I mean, that's a good coping mechanism. Singing in the shower. Some of you sing, some of you turn your radio up and you sing in the car. Some of you sing in the house. Some of you record yourself on YouTube and on Instagram and you sing. Some of you all sing in church. And people may look at you and say whatever, but you know why you're doing what you're doing. Some of you all play instruments, and for some of you playing instruments is your is your outlet. For some of you, for some of us, if we don't have our if we don't play our music or do whatever our coping mechanism is, we are going we're going to lose it. And so I want to encourage all of you to find your find your coping mechanism. Find what helps you to relax when life is beating you down. Find whatever that is. Whatever it is, some of you all today listening to this podcast are going to be challenged to sing more, to play music more, to listen to your favorite songs, to play sports, to play video games, to do whatever it takes for you to relax. Whatever it takes, I want to encourage you to do that. Relax. Life is short. Life is stressful in itself. We have to find ways to relax. We have to find ways to to cope with reality. Because many of us are guilty of of using the the worst coping mechanisms possible that hurt us. And I believe that whatever our outlet is, mine, one of my outlets, I have other outlets, but one of my outlets is music. And it took me going back, you know, having that, having that that itch to play again, that itch to learn music again, to realize that music for me is an outlet. It's a way that I deal with, it's a part of my ways of dealing with reality. So what's your coping mechanism? How do you handle your mental health? 
what do you what do you do when you're stressed? What do you do when 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 things are going haywire? What do you do that prevents you from doing make doing something that you will regret later? Find that. Find that. I thank y'all for listening. And I hope that this podcast episode encourages you and inspires you and motivates you. Thank you.